Dialogos Radio's Commentary of the Week. Each week, Michael Navaradegis provides views and opinions and issues pertaining to Greece and to the worldwide Greek community. Coming up next, here on Dialogos Radio. It is pretty clear that humanity, and certainly the Greek people, have not yet had enough of so-called saviors. This is the conclusion that I am forced to reach after watching the latest Greek political hero, Zoe Kostandopoulou, being paraded from one major Greek media outlet to another, leading up to the launch of her new political movement. The supposedly heroic Zoe Kostandopoulou is now following in the footsteps of Alexis Tsipras, of Francois Hollande, of Podemos in Spain, which have long ago abandoned their so-called radical economic platform, of Jeremy Corbyn in Britain, of Yanis Varoufakis, and of Bernie Sanders and Barack Obama being presented as the next political figure that will deliver hope and change and put an end to destructive economic policies and austerity. The same thing which we were told of Alexis Tsipras prior to his election in January 2015, and the same thing we were told about Barack Obama in 2008 and Bernie Sanders during the current campaign season in the United States, promising hope and change to gullible voters. What I absolutely cannot understand is how there are still so many voters, including supposedly leftist and anti-austerity voters, who instead of judging Kostandopoulou and the rest of the saviors on their actions when they were actually in a position of power, instead choose to fall for the same rhetoric and promises again and again and again. Falling for these promises instead of looking at what these saviors have done in reality beyond their rhetoric and empty words. So now we have Zoe Kostandopoulou going from television station to television station in Greece, launching attacks against Greek Prime Minister Alexis Tsipras about how he betrayed the people of Greece, about how he lied and did not keep his promises. And I wonder out loud, wasn't Kostandopoulou part of that first Tsipras-led government? Wasn't she the president of the Greek parliament during that time? Did she not also vote yes to all of the austerity measures that were passed by the Syriza government? Wasn't she in a strong position where she could have spoken out against what was taking place? Why wasn't she saying these things then as they were taking place and when she was in a position of strong influence? Instead, at the time, she was telling us that Syriza's promise to tear up the memorandum and austerity agreements was a mere figure of speech, justifying in this way the betrayal which she is now supposedly speaking out against. I'm sorry, but where was Zoe Kostandopoulou when the other great and brilliant savior, Yanis Varoufakis, who was Greece's finance minister at the time, was saying publicly that the Greek public debt, the same debt that Kostandopoulou was supposedly investigating through her debt audit commission, would be repaid in perpetuity? Why didn't Kostandopoulou say anything then, when Varoufakis undermined her debt audit commission? And not only did Kostandopoulou not say anything then, but it is entirely likely that her new political movement will be closely affiliated with Varoufakis' own newly launched pan-European movement. Where was Zoe Kostandopoulou when the Tsipras-led government, with Varoufakis still in his position as finance minister, passed without any parliamentary debate a decree which confiscated the cash reserves of the Greek public sector, all to make one month's worth of loan repayments to the IMF? Money that was used, in other words, for the partial repayment of a debt whose legality was supposedly still being investigated by Kostandopoulou. Why didn't she speak up then? What the dynamic 
outspoken, brave Zoe Costanopoulou did know how to do though, was to publicly show her support for the Tsipras government when the time came to do so following the complete rejection of the July 5th referendum result. The patriotic, heroic Costanopoulou, instead of speaking out or leaving the government even at that final moment when the no result of the referendum had been thrown in the trash by the Syriza government and when the third and most onerous memorandum agreement so far was ready to be signed, she did not have the gumption to say no, which is what 62% of Greek voters had just said resoundingly in the referendum. Nor did the heroic Ostanopoulou have the guts to shut down debate in the Greek parliament and paralyze the government's efforts, even though she had the power and authority to do so as president of the Greek parliament. Instead, Kostanopoulou continued to publicly proclaim her support for Tsipras and for the Syriza-led government until she was finally informed by Tsipras that until she was finally informed by Tsipras that she would not be included on the ballot for the snap parliamentary elections of September 20th. Only then did Kostanopoulou seemingly remember that a major betrayal had taken place and that the Syriza government had not kept its promise to the Greek people. This is the same Zoe Kostanopoulou, the same faux savior, who only knows to wear pants when she appears in front of the television cameras like the well-trained actress that she is, who is now supposedly the next savior of Greece, the charismatic political figure that will bring democracy back to Greece and defend her homeland. Which homeland, though? For when we talk about the patriotism of Kostanopoulou, we are certainly not talking about her patriotism towards Greece, but instead towards Europe, as we see quite clearly through the so-called Plan B for Europe, which she recently signed along with Yanis Varoufakis and others, a plan which does not question in the slightest the structure of the so-called United Europe or the Eurozone, ignoring completely the root cause of Europe's current problems, a plan B which proposes as a solution for countries like Greece the introduction of a parallel currency or parallel system of payments which would be presented to the gullible public as a return to a national currency but which would in reality create a two-tiered economy with domestic payments being made with worthless IOUs, while the few and the privileged would have euros in their hands. Parallel currency schemes such as this have led to economic catastrophe wherever they have been implemented, and yet this is what Zoe Kostanopoulou, Yanis Varoufakis, and their legions of followers and apologists are proposing as a solution for Greece. What is completely beyond me is the fact that even when one presents such facts about Zoe Kostanopoulou or the likes of Yanis Varoufakis to their fanboys and fangirls, they will immediately rush to defend their heroes, excusing away their actions, claiming at best that they had no choice or that they made mistakes, and asking us to remember the fiery words of Zoe Kostanopoulou's first speech in the Greek parliament. Indeed, I do remember that speech, and I remember something else about it too, that Zoe Kostanopoulou did not keep any of her promises from that speech. I remember that she voted along with the rest of the Syriza government for the corrupt conservative former government minister Prokopis Pavlopoulos as president of the Greek Republic. I remember that she too approved the decree which confiscated the Greek public sector's cash reserves for the repayment of a month's worth of debt to the IMF, the same debt which Kostanopoulou was supposedly investigating. And as for the supposed media war against Zoe Kostanopoulou, what many people do not seem to have understood is how reverse psychology 
psychology works. The major media outlets, knowing quite well that most of the Greek public now despises them, knew that their supposed war against Kostanopoulou would serve as the best possible advertisement for her. And now that this first stage of promotion has been completed with success, Kostanopoulou can now comfortably make her television appearances on these same stations that were supposedly battling her, such as her recent appearance on the interview program of corrupt pro-austerity journalist Alexis Papagelas, leading up to the launch of her new political movement. When will we stop believing in a saviors at the same system which we need to be saved from provides to us? As for Zoe Kostanopoulou and her infamous figure of speech comment, her actions have not only proven that those promises about ripping apart the memorandum agreements were a figure of speech, but so is all of her supposedly fiery rhetoric about democracy and patriotism.